Are you ready to take your writing to the next level? Then welcome to the Book Editor Show. Join Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley each week as they teach you all the tips, tools, and techniques you need to move your book from manuscript to market. Visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books, and extras to make your old novel better than ever. Now, please welcome Clark Chamberlain and Peter Turley. Welcome to the Book Editor Show number 28. Today, we continue our series on editing core plots, and uh, we're going to hit it with Rags to Riches, which is uh, one of seven uh, main plots uh, taken from Christopher uh, Booker's The Seven Basic Plots. I'm Clark Chamberlain, and in 1972, a crack editor was sent to prison by the French Grammar High Court for a crime he didn't commit. This man probably escaped from a maximum security stockade to the London Underground today. Still wanted by the French grammarians, he survives as an editor of fortune. If you have a grammar problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find him, maybe you can hire Peter Turley. Peter, how are you doing today? (laughs) I'm I'm struggling to hear you down in my bunker. (laughs) <laughs> um, I think I'm about 200 feet underground or something. I mean, um, you know, some random number that, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keeping the mystery alive. <laughs> I oh, Well, you know, I mean, I, I try, I try, you know. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to flick a light on here. It's, um, there we go. It's just now gone dark. <laughs> so, now, is, uh, is this your room set up the way you wanted it? I know we talked before that uh, you were trying to re-switch your office up a little bit. Yeah, no, it's not. It it kind of, it is. I'm, I'm waiting on some. Well, you, you froze up on me there. Hopefully Peter will come back to us. So it may be the French grammarians who have uh, finally found his hidden location. Um, Peter, you there? We're going to have to take just a quick tactical pause and try to get Peter back. Um, I am going to type him a quick message and see if he can respond. Um, so stand by. So, anyway, I hope you're having a great day today. I am um, just enjoying life and getting a lot of editing done myself on Hank Hudson book two, uh, trying to get uh, through two chapters per day so I can make a, a self-imposed deadline at the end of the month. Is it's the, about the only way I'm going to get both books out by September. Hey, you're back. Hey, <laughs> sorry about that. I was kind of wondering if it was something to do with when I turned the light on. I was like, did I press the right switch? <laughs> kind of just like lost all connection there. Sorry about that. Uh-huh. No, no worries at all. I thought maybe the French had finally found you. I was. <laughs> oh, now, yep, they did get him. They got him now for sure. <laughs> We're going to have to do a lot of editing on this show about editing. Um, I'm going to invite Peter back into the show. Uh, this has been a fun one. Google Hangouts is good for about one time a day, and then uh, and then sometimes it kind of falls apart. So it can be a little maddening sometimes to be able to do this. So um, hopefully we can get him back, and uh, he's okay. <laughs> so um, one of the things, and we're back again. They got you again. Yeah, sorry about that. that. Seems you know we had we had to have one show, didn't we, where we we faced yeah. real technical problems. <laughs> so I got some um, some strange authentication message, so I'm ho- hopefully that doesn't uh, surface again. Yeah, I hope not. So maybe we should dive into this and and uh, we'll see if we can do this up and 
get in and out and on our way. <laughs> yeah, and I'll overcome the monster of this uh, these connection uh, issues. <laughs> <laughs> Will I? Won't I? Will we finish the show? I don't know. We'll find out at the end. So, um, so today we're talking all about rags to riches. Uh, you see this a ton in Disney movies, especially all the princess movies. You know where they. You start with nothing, you end up with everything at the end. Um, you know, that's basically the plot. You're poor, you're not. Over. So, seriously, <laughs> though, uh, <laughs> I think that this is one of the stories which is which connects or one of the stories where people really have that virtual reality experience because it's one that people can connect to in the, in meaning that they want the experience to happen to them. You know, they want to have the experience of going from where they're at in their life to magically suddenly having everything they've ever wanted. And um, I think that's why, you know, there's so many, like even so on the romance side, you know, that they're billionaire stories where the girl fall, you know, falls in love with the guy who happens to be a billionaire can do all this wild stuff because people want to have that virtual reality experience. They want to know what that's like to experience a lifestyle that they can't attain to at this point. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of what we touched on with the last show, isn't it? You know, sort of um, something that everyone wants to experience. I know I, I just had a quick then. I can't remember the, the exact title of it, but there's um, there's a, a great story about um, like a, a young boy, I think it's a, it's a British book, um, that wins the lottery. Um, and that's like a great kind of like rags to riches. It's sort of like, you know, what would the premise of like, what would a, what would a, a young lad do? <laughs> you know, like they're going to, it's going to spend it totally different to an adult. But you know, that was just a great take on this plot that I, I thought I'd mention if, oh, if yeah. anyone can manage to find that. <laughs> yeah. The lottery is a great example of why in the world do people spend, you know, millions of dollars on something that one person gets a chance at winning, you know, I mean, they all want that chance. That's why they're throwing the money at it, you know, and it goes right into books as well. You know, if they can experience that, if you can give them that experience, it's really cool for them. You know, and so if you can build that together really well, where you take the person and they've got nothing and, and they move in and get everything. That's awesome. You know, that's a, that's, that's the dream right there. Yeah. It's probably one of the most like ubiquitous fantasies, isn't it? It's like, uh -huh. That we that we all share, <laughs> you know. No. Everyone kind of says, "What it was it? Um, was it? I think it was Jim Rohn that said. Um, everyone says that um, money won't make them happy, but you know, like everyone wants to find out for themselves. <laughs> <laughs> we want to prove that right or wrong. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll give it a go. Okay. Yeah. No, just a test. Just see. Maybe it happened. Yeah. <laughs> So in this story, you're going to have a downtrodden protagonist at the beginning. You know, someone who's really down on their luck or you know, has had a lot of bad stuff happen to them. And then you're going to create situations where the protagonist can find that maybe they can elevate themselves from the situation. Um, oftentimes by some type of magical element, you know, that, uh, you know, Cinderella's got her fairy godmother. And, um, you know, that all of a sudden that they're pulled forward to this. But in the end, it's the the protagonist needs to be able to find that inner strength to really get them through the obstacle and to maintain the, uh, the wealth that they've arrived at. Yeah. And like, it's probably true of life as well, but you'll find that they come from, I mean, cause no one really wants to read a story about where a millionaire becomes a billionaire. <laughs> you know, you've, <laughs> you've got to kind of start down here and it's the starting sort of down in the ditch sort of thing that, you know, 
or a, you know a lower social class or or wherever, but you know like the the bottom rung of whichever ladder it is, that that kind of forms this character or this strength of character that's going to be able to climb the ladder and stay at the top when they get there. Yeah, and rooting for the underdog. You know, you want to root for the underdog. You don't want it. You're exactly what you're saying. You don't want to root for the guy who's already got what you feel is everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's, there's no sympathy there. You can't relate to that. You know, it's like, oh, it must be hard being a millionaire, you know, hanging around <laughs> with all these these billionaires looking down the nose. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my life is so tough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford my own island just yet. <laughs> one day. Everyone keeps picking at me at, at the yacht club. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm the only one without <laughs> So, in exactly what you're saying, though, we're starting this, and Booker calls it the initial wretchedness at home and the call. And so that's where he starts off in five points here. Um, so, we exactly what you were just saying, Peter, is that we see them in the terrible situation that they're at. at their lowest, you know, um, a lot of the classic stories is, you know, maybe they had something, you know, they had a piece of the pie and they lost it somehow. And they're they're really thrown down, uh, into the the dregs of society and how they're going to get out from that. So, and, um, that could be interesting. So kind of like a, like a rags to uh, riches to rags to riches sort of story. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's what you have like uh, Cinderella, you know, they, her father had it all. Yeah. They, she really does still have it all, but she's had it all taken away from her and her station has been completely changed, even though she's still living in the same house, right? Where her father did have riches. So yeah. did you see the, the new, the, the, the latest movie? That's I have been, not seen the newest uh, one. Yeah. And it's, it is a, it is a great sort of, twist on that isn't it you know it's like you had it it's gone and then that that almost creates even more sympathy because it's like you you deserve it it's yours yeah. you know, and it's been taken yeah, away from you right especially if you can tell a story where you see it all being taken away you know and you really like so we could probably back this up if the millionaire becomes a zero dollar heir you know has nothing and then moves back to become a billionaire at the end we can probably relate to that if we feel that he's put into situations where he's unjustly lost everything you know where he's had it taken away from him and um, through no fault of his own and that we can put a a bigger you know a, a much bigger villain you know that's created that and and pulled that away from him and a strong enough need to sort of have that back, you know, like yeah. you really need the money for something. For yeah, something these... very charitable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not for the yacht. <laughs> Not for the yacht club. <laughs> so, um, so that's the first step. And we, we set this up very well, you know, and it's pretty easy to do that. You can, everyone likes <laughs> writing about people who are downtrodden. My character in another day, another name, Henry, is the downtrodden one he's lost lost it all gone back living in a in a studio apartment you know trying to get back up on his feet still has the ex-wife always over him all the time trying to get more money from him all this kind of stuff so you know it's it's fun to put that down because sometimes i think it can be very um therapeutic (laughs) you can work out some of your own issues there on the paper like of how awful you see your own life you can put it down right there in front of you (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Definitely, it, it, um, we we do tend to 
works with a lot of our own stuff on the page. I think we do. So, <laughs> um, the second part of this is that they're going to go out into the world and find some initial success. You know, something good is going to happen from them. Um, so, looking at the Cinderella story, this initial success is being able to go to the ball through a magical element. Yeah. Um, sort of, you know, like, because obviously, like, the you might have already experienced like this this success but it's a different kind of it's this is the more like earned success isn't it it's the you know you're beginning to kind of and it, it it's not necessarily like you know we're not talking about like the the big victory at this point you know we're we're, we're trying to foreshadow the you know the later victory by you know the going out and it's paying off you know that the 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 summoned up the bravery and the courage to step out of this um, wretchedness and this initial situation um, and kind of similar to the, the what we covered in last week's show um, you know that uh, that initial success and yeah you know like that those two plots these two plots really do have that in common and and this is this is that um, that correlation with that mm -hmm. where you could probably work a couple of these stories in together like it could end up you know, especially if your monster is someone who's taken everything away from you, you know, and to the end you're going to recover it and get it all back. Um, I, one of the other books that I was, uh, where we were talking off air, I was trying to come up with some books that I've read, you know, that follow this. And, and mainly it just seems like it's just Disney movies that I've really seen that, uh, that are like this. But, um, but I did remember one, you know, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, um, which uh, my son has just finished reading. And so he was telling me all about it. And, you know, I've seen the movies and uh, I want to go back and read the book now. But he follows the same type of thing. Initial wretchedness, you know, he's got nothing. He's living it. He's... Um, given his money from his paper route to help um, to help the family out and um, gets that initial success, he gets the golden ticket. But the golden ticket doesn't guarantee him anything else that he's going to get at the end. It's just a small success. And that we can feel really, uh, we can feel really good for him because we feel that he deserves it. Yeah. It's, um, and again, it comes from that sort of the, the character that's been forged by the situation. You know, he was the, is the most deserving and already you feel kind of like it, I think also we could compare this to um, like Harry Potter has has this again you know obviously oh, yeah. it's, a, it's a mix of plots but he comes from kind of like living under this in a cupboard under the stairs yeah being like one of the one of the like a really rich wizard doesn't he you know he's got like, yeah. a, like a bank full of gold and <laughs> yeah and and that's his and I think that's his small success you know like that's that's just coming into the world you know and that he's got uh, he's he's having these uh, brushes with greatness there and he's getting this little victory and we feel awesome for him because, hey, he finally got out of the house where everyone treated him like crap and now people um, treat him with respect and he's got money and he's able to get stuff that he's never had before and, and we feel, hey, we want that to happen to us. This is awesome. Let's keep reading. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like climbs into this situation that's like could be seen as rags to riches and then he has to overcome a monster. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good marriage between the two of them, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Booker moves us into the uh, the third point, which is the the central crisis. Um, so, um, the, describing this, you know, is that you've got the something comes up from the hero's past. Um, something is standing in their way, like uh, like the the 
evil stepmother um, and the the ugly stepsisters type of thing. Um, well, the magic wearing off. The magic is worn off. Yeah, exactly. The old crap moment is it's, it's midnight. I got to get out of here. Um, <laughs> um, and then we're back down to the lowest point in the story. So they've, you know, they, they may have lost that initial gain. They may have had something happen that beats them back down. So, cause we got to have this and you, you'll see this, I think with a lot of these plots and in any kind of plot structure that works well and story structure that works well is that we have to have the drama that takes away, that makes people interested in staying with the story. Yeah, there's got to be that that real chance that, you know, again, and this is something that's, you know, don't want to sort of go over something we've been over, but, you know, it, it is common. It's a really vital cog to these plots that there's this stage where it's it gets kind of, you know, taken away a little bit or, the you know, it gets stripped away and they kind of go back to where they were just for a moment. It's just a reminder. It's just to serve as a reminder that, you know, as you say, unless it is George R. R. Martin, <laughs> it's not, you know, they might not make it, but you know, they're, they're going to, but they might not. <laughs> they might not. There's a chance there. There's a chance there, or there's a chance, you know, that it's not going to turn out as well as they had, as well as you'd hoped it had, you know, yeah. And I think Maybe. seeing that in both of these plots, it is it is interesting that how important this this stage is in obviously like two different plots. Yeah, well, I think this is um, this is the slingshot moment that you're going to throw your reader through the rest of the book, or you're not. You know that this is that initial because you've gone through some some good little ride, you know, up and down, and then at this point, if you're not rocketing them forward at the end of this, you know, where they can really dig deep with the character and get emotionally connected with the character, then you've lost them. Like that's why this is a crucial crucial cog in this wheel. Yeah. I think and and it's it is worth noting yeah just just how crucial that is and uh, mm-hmm. you don't you don't want to skip this stage <laughs> yeah exactly and that's why this helps you know when you're looking at all these and you're trying to decide well what is it what am I really doing here in this story or if you're editing someone else's work then you can be more clear with them and say look you're missing this point you know this this mm-hmm. is crucial you you've skipped this step if we don't have this the rest of the story doesn't work. Because in relation to say Cinderella you know it, it would be kind of like if the magic hadn't worn off. And in that case, yeah. you know, should have succeeded too early, and the, the the tension would just wither away like halfway through the book, and there'd be no there'd be no engagement. Yeah, could you imagine? It just would be such a letdown that that uh, you've got everything, and also that they've got everything by winning the lottery type of a deal. There, you know, that it's not it, it's by magic, it's by accident, it's not something that they did on their own. And so it doesn't have the same emotional connection for the reader because the reader wants to feel that I have the ability, you know, somewhere deep inside me, I've got this ability to make something happen. You know, that if I had a chance to get it started and that's what it is, that this is a little, this is that little bump to get something started and they can lose it and then they can find it in themselves to move it forward. Yeah. It's the, it's the Josie and epiphany, isn't it? It's the illuminating moment. It's, like you say, you know, we don't want it to just be from them winning the lottery and suddenly they've got everything we want them. Yeah, we get to read <laughs> about them, you know, enjoying it for a while. It's like it has to come from like a moment of introspection and they learn something about themselves and and that 
that we then learn that you know that that's a valuable process and that mm-hmm. you know that's where a lot of our sex success comes from it comes from within you know it, it isn't necessarily because you know someone comes and gives it to us yeah there's that old saying you know um the harder i work the luckier i get you know it's, <laughs> it's a good one. yeah you know and i i don't know who to attribute that to but i've heard it several times but you know like that's the thing like we'll know, take it we'll take that one <laughs> peter said that peter said that back. <laughs> Um, but, but this is moved us right into our fourth one, this independence and the final ordeal, you know, that we have been stripped of all the the power. We've, we've moved away from all our tricks, you know, that we've, the lottery is gone, whatever it is. Now we're, now we're going to step up our own game and, um, be independent from these other things and still make it happen. So, um, that, the the final confrontation, you know, with whatever is standing between the hero and the end goal, we all know how it's going to end but we're going to see it put together and we're going to see them how much they've overcome to make this happen. Yes. And it's kind of, so it's sort of like, you know, the stripping away of the magic and then, you know, in Cinderella, the, you know, the, the prince sees you for sort of like what you are and, you know, but you, but you're still able to, to get what you want, even though you've had this setback, you know, that you have this moment of, you know, you're, you're now independent, you're not relying on these, external forces um to to give you to let you achieve the goal yeah well and um you know if and it's <laughs> uh i'm sorry lost my train of thought uh, lord of the rings is not a rags to riches story but if we took just this idea so you could really see it in full focus you know um Frodo has lost everybody except for sam with him and they're the ones who go to finish it off like it's removed all of it. There's no, no eagles coming to, to make it easy for him. There's no magic there. There's nothing. They have to take every step, you know, go through every bad thing that happens to get to that end. You know, and that's, we feel more powerful in that situation with the protagonist when we see that they've gotten removed from all of this stuff that makes it easy for them. Yeah. And it, it becomes very human at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, yeah, and it is this, this sense of independence. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, put that across in, in, you know, whichever story, you know, you're writing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then this takes us to uh, number five, the final union, uh, the completion and fulfillment is what he calls it. And the hero has won um, for real this time. You know, uh, the reward is the protagonist has whatever it is, the riches, the, the prince, the princess, um, everything that he's ever wanted, you know, it's all there and we can be super happy for them, you know, by the end there. Yeah. It's, this is the, it's the payoff, isn't it? This is where you make on your promises, <laughs> make good on your promises. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, for Charlie and the chocolate factory, this is when, you know, they're, they're going to the glass elevator and you know, it's like, Charlie, this is all yours now. You know, and, and, and the cool thing about that one, that story, you know, rags to riches is he didn't even know that's what he was going for. You know, he just was trying to be a good kid, you know, and he just, he was just there and just being himself. And so we see him succeed through that uh, in the movie, you know, it's that moment with the everlasting gobstopper when he gives it back. And, um, you know, that was the moment that he wins. 
you know, because he's had to take great personal courage to do something that would have helped his family. The idea of having that money that he was going to get by giving up the, the everlasting gobstopper to the competition, which I understand is not actually probably in the book, but it's in the first movie. And so I know that one pretty well. That's like a so, moment of independence, isn't it? You know, showing that yeah. he's got intrinsically what it takes to deserve the payoff. What he gets. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so this, this here, we've got the five steps that you've looked at here. Um, you know, the initial wretchedness at home, out into the world uh, with initial success, central crisis, independence in the final ordeal, and then the final fulfillment. Um, and like we were saying, you can see some of these elements in other plots. And this is why this is important to understand all these different plots. Because if you took Harry Potter, which could be said is a rags to riches story, but you sold it as a rags to riches story. If you were pitching it as a rags to riches story, it's like Cinderella. You know, that would have missed <laughs> the real audience who you were going for in that story. Yeah. And th that's, that's what this structure gives us, doesn't it? It gives us aim and direction and, you know, like a laser focus to the plot. It's like, this is what I'm, I want to write. This is, this is kind of what I need to do to, to get there, you know? Yeah. To make it happen. And, um, that's what, you know, I, you don't have to plot. You can do all this by pantsing it out or whatever you want to call it, you know, just sit down and you're just writing all this stuff. But when you get done, you need to have some focus to know when you're in the editing process of what it is you're trying to edit for. Um, yeah. because if you really are trying to make it a marketable book, then you're going to need to be able to engage the audience can't engage the audience if you don't know who the audience is. Sure. And you can break this rule, but as you say, you know, in, when you're editing it, you can go back and see that these are, things are there and make it, you know, obviously you can decide not to put them in and decide that, you know, you don't really want to follow a set plot or you want to come up with your own structure, but just be warned or be aware that the reader is going to, they might not know what it is, but they're going to have a sense that something's missing from the story. If you, if you skip something like this, you know, if you've set it up as a rags to riches, you know, because as you say, you know, our mind is operating in these ways and we're going to, we're, we're kind of subconsciously looking at what kind of plot we're reading. So if you go down that path and then something's missing, you know, they're going to be aware on some level that, you know, the story was lacking in some way. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it was, it just wasn't there and you're like, what? <laughs> so, and, um, and I really do, you know, we, we have cross genres, you know, where you've added different elements and, you know, and, and all of this is great, but you'll always notice that there's one element or one, you know, one of these plot structures, or it's one element of the genre or something that's going to win out. That's going to be the, the majority portion there. So that's why it's important. And that's another reason why it's important to understand these things so that you can make sure that, um, you're hitting the right points in that portion of it. Yeah. And especially, you know, as, as Clark said, you don't need to do this when you're writing, if it's not your style, you know, write whichever comes easiest and you know how you're going to, but obviously we're talking about editing and we're talking about going back and ticking the boxes and making sure that it's going to feel like a complete piece. And, you know, these steps can, can be a, a real time saver <laughs> in doing that, you know, yeah, they can. So, and, and you definitely would be using this, you know, when you're, when you're doing your initial reads after your manuscripts completed, you're taking a look, you're, you're exactly what Peter's saying. You're measuring it. You're looking to see where, it, where it all fits. So, and, um, 
and then you can move forward. You know what you need to do. Um, and you know, if you're editing other people's work, I mentioned it in the last show, this is a really great way so that you can help them identify what it is that they're doing, um, and make sure that they're going in the right direction that they want it to. So, cause it would be really easy to be like, yeah, so this, I'm doing this rags to riches story. And then you're like, Oh, well, if it fits some of it, it's missing some of it over here. Um, if we add this to it, that's going to really help and strengthen it, you know, make sure that the characters are done well, make sure you've got your problems in the right spots. Um, yeah, it just, it makes sense. It makes sense to have some kind of structure there. Definitely. So, well, um, I think we've covered pretty much everything for this episode. Did you want to add anything else, Peter? No, I think it summed it up really nicely there. And, you know, it's, it doesn't have to be used, but it's, it's really going to add some meat to the, uh, to the structure if, if you do. Yep, exactly. And I think you're going to see, you know, as we cover these next five um, plots, you're going to see some little parts that maybe are our major component of every one of the plots. And that's okay. So just understanding it is the way to go for sure. So, well, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, a like on YouTube, or a plus on Google. And if you're an editor who'd like to be a guest on the show, please stop by thebookeditorshow.com and drop us a line. We'd love to have you on. Love to talk with editors. So, And I'm Clark Chamberlain for my co-host, Peter Turley. Keep writing, keep learning, and build a better book. Thank you for listening, and come back next week for more. Please visit thebookeditorshow.com for show notes, links to guests, books and extras, and for information on how to be a guest on the show.